Well, hello, fellow listeners of Narrowgate Podcast. This is Benjamin Hoover. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist out of Roseville, California. How'd you like that more upbeat greeting there? Um, I think I might do a song, actually. A little little, uh, little jingle. A um, little jangle. Jingle. Both of those words. Um, we'll see. Maybe it'll be really catchy. So... Um, on a more important note, uh, I am on another episode, and this episode is addressing Jesus and his weird dialogue, um, his kind of mysterious conversations he has, his instructions for life, and, um... It's interesting because when Jesus talks, he he talks um, metaphorically. You know, he he references not the um, understanding of this love of life through through the natural um, elements, the the natural presence that we've been given. But he also still conveys it with mystery and wonder. And so, uh, so what I want to address is this concept of need, um, but, but it's expression of it. So ask, when he talks about in Matthew 7, uh, I think it's Matthew 7, 7 through 11, he talks about asking and seeking and knocking and, and, you know, um, again, never kind of put much thought into it. I usually, you know, I, I think somehow this is communicated. Maybe it's my interpretation of it. But sometimes the way that it seems to be presented or conveyed is, you know, just keep asking. Just keep asking. Um, just annoyingly, unrelentingly, just... I think that's a word. Maybe it's relentlessly. Um, relentlessly, just just keep... Just keep bugging God about this, like, hey, come on, what about now, what about now, hey, how about now, um, and I think, actually, uh, there's some, there are some very fascinating elements in what he's talking about in, in these, uh, this, this, these few sentences here, um, actually, it's two sentences, I think, and so, um, so I wanted to address that because when I was reading it, or actually it more came up in my head of, huh, that's interesting. There's there's three components to this asking thing. Um, and I don't think it's this repetitious asking. Not that, not that we don't do that. Not that we don't talk to God about these needs. I think it's very important. I think this continual movement towards Him and sharing what comes up in our heart and what we're longing for, and yeah, do that. Please do that. Um, but there's some other elements to this that I, I want to uncover and uh, shine a light on here. And maybe you haven't seen this way. Maybe you have. Maybe it'll add more to your understanding. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But uh, but I but I want to start with this first. Is is and I always I'm, I'm always starting with questions, right? I, and I think that's so cool when you. I think when we live in this childlike place. We're we're always investigating. Um, we're we're investigating with curiosity and wonder, and 
uh, exploring things that are there in the in present around us that I think we so easily m miss when we're living kind of in this anxious, fear-driven, um, urgent, I gotta meet my needs sort of state. Uh, but again, we have the children in our lives in this world. Children are continuously coming into this world and teaching us about how to live life. And I was just down in Pomona with uh, visiting my sister and her family, and she has two boys that I just, man, man, are we, man, are they a gift. And uh, one of them's two and a half. And, and I was thinking about it after I came back, uh, after I, I left there and came back home, I thought, you know, it was interesting because we explored insects together, like, you know, ants and roly-polies, especially roly-polies. But he'd see butterflies and we'd see lizards and I'd caught a lizard for him and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so he's fascinated by this and, and by ladybugs and, um, and now, now this new, uh, this new discovery of a lar ladybug, uh, larva there. But he was also pulling out flowers, and he would he would squat, and he'd go, look at this flower, it's pretty. And I'd ask him, oh yeah, what color is it, yellow or purple or whatever. And, uh, but I, th I, I thought about it when I, when I came home, and I thought how, man, I, I missed some of those moments of like squatting down with him and just saying, whoa, those are beautiful, aren't those? I think it was just, it was something that just, didn't strike me in the way that it was striking him, but it, but he was teaching me something that there's, that there's this richness, uh, in, in, in just simple observation and simple seeing, um, and, and, and what he's seeing may not, he, he can put full understanding to it, but he's seeing this love that's imbued in the world and, and so much beauty that's just radiating and, and so emphatic and demonstrative. And it's so, so neat. And uh, so anyway, so, you know, now I think now being in this childlike place for myself, I'm, I'm constantly asking questions and seeing things in new lights. Um, and, and so the question I start, start out with, and I'm going to ask you guys rhetorically, obviously, is uh, have you ever wondered why we have needs, right? Um, it just kind of seems mysterious and and, and, and if you've noticed, like, everything you're doing, you're doing with reason. It's fueled by some kind of reason, right? And I'm talking about, this is beyond just mere survival, like food on the table, house to live in, money in the bank. Um, it, we're, we're, I think we're continuously moving towards something, endeavoring towards something. I think if it was just plainly survival, um, you know, we would maybe... I guess, kind of be content towards living in simple housing and hunting and gathering and raising family and livestock and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, having, having a family so they can aid in this, um, in, in, in this survival mentality. But I think the way that we live actually travels far beyond this. There's, there's something uh, there's this evolution that's happening. It's dynamic. It's progressive. It's 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 relentlessly moving. But the question is, is what is it moving towards? Like, why are we doing this? Essentially, you know, we we there there this continuous stirring and groaning and nagging and nudging and it and it just it doesn't go away. I mean, if you felt that in yourself, like why why do I want more? And then we judge ourselves, like, well, I should be content and I should be, but. 
actually, I think that's a beautiful part of the human experience is that we want more. Um, yeah, it can turn into consumption. I mean, I've, yeah, sure. I've, I've, I've led down that path, but, um, but it's okay to go down that path. And, and because I think the end result is again, it's like, damn it, I'm still not satisfied. Um, so, you know, so I'm, I'm asking this, like, why aren't we satisfied? Why do we keep adding to our creativity, you know, or shaping our music or art or changing our career paths or moving away? Or, you know, we work, say we work somewhere for a long time and then it just stops. It, it, it maybe excitement isn't the best word, but it just, it loses its luster. It loses its significance. We're, we're not satisfied. You know, and again, more judgment. We can fall into judgment. Christians are so good at this. It's it's sad, but um, but we can judge this dissatisfaction. Well, you're just discontent. You need to appreciate where you're at, and like it's this thing we have to force upon ourselves. But that, but that dissatisfaction, that wrestling, is so so vital, and it's actually really beautiful. And so this restlessness is really important. You know. Um, you know, or we, we can judge this restlessness as, well, it's entitlement and hedonism and overindulging and all of this and it's consumption. And, um, but this adding more, this, this going towards more, it's, it's, there's this continuously evolving humanity. This toiling is, is communicating something I think very significant. And it's a, I think it's a blatant message of an inherent need, something wired within. It's a need that's pointing to something larger. And, and, and I believe more transcendent. So, um, you know, but, but in my underdeveloped thinking, you know, I struggled with Jesus' words in, 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 in this set of scripture. You know, I think he kind of leads us on. You know, or that's how I saw is, you know, he's leading us on. He's convincing us that, you know, if we just relentlessly ask and, you know, just keep knocking and, you know, seeking. And I thought, I thought really he was just kind of, those were just interchangeable words for asking, you know, seeking, knocking, um, that, that we're going to get these desires met. Like if I ask every day, you know, maybe every couple hours for, for a wife, well, then she's going to arrive. <laughs> And I literally would just, I feel, I'd feel anxious and so frustrated because I would just think, well, what am I getting wrong here? You know, what do I need? What, what's that combination that's going to get me what I need? Um, and, and, you know, I've, I've grown frustrated. I've grown angry towards God because I've asked him hundreds of times and still nothing. And I don't know if that's been your experience or whether you believe in God or not, but you're asking those questions of like, man, I keep reaching for something and it just it just seems out of grasp, like far away. And, uh, you know, and I, and I thought that, you know, Jesus promised us reward if we follow this three-step formula. And I've had countless conversations with God and, you know, uh, very emotional ones that, um, regarding my desires in my life, very much for a wife and a family, you know, and this started in my early twenties and now I'm in my thirties and it's picked up steam and, become more intense and I get anxious and I'm thinking, come on, you know, like my sexual drive is <laughs> waning and come on, come on, God, you know, and, and it's so easy to lose hope and, and resign to the idea that, you know, I'm, I'm just, that's it. I'm going to be an abstinent. I'm going to be abstinent. I'm going to live celibate, uh, become a monk. I'm going to just shave my head and just, or, well, I'm going to be bald. So, <laughs> Well, I'll do the, uh, I'll do the, uh, the, I'll just get it over with. Just rip the band-aid off and just shave it. 
um, you know, but, you know, full of chalk, you know, chalk full of wisdom and, but still companionless. Like, that's how I see myself living then. Well, that's it. But, but then there's something within me that flickers with hope and confidence. There's, there's a, there's a flame there. There's a light there still, even though sometimes it's small. You know, last year I went on this journey of quote, you know, in quotes, trying to meet this woman, you know, but it resulted in moments of embarrassment and heartbreak and resonating pain, you know, but, but also such moments, I think it brought about such wonderful learning, you know, knowing myself, awareness of who and and what I'm attracted to, you know, and also moving into greater healing and vulnerability and spiritual depths. Um, and I'm, I am convinced that this person is in sight, um, and, and, but it also doesn't take away from my pain and my sadness and my toiling. Like, both coexist. Both happen. They, they share the same space there. Um, so, anyway, let's just bring in a little personal note into this, but um, just to, to maybe give something more tangible to, to what I'm talking about. So, but, but to, to go back to Jesus's enigmatic instructions there, um, so the context he's talking about this is obviously about need and desire. Um, and, and, and he's also highlighting something very interesting in this. When he's talking about asking, seeking, and knocking, um, it seems like that's a sequence, right? Like I thought that, like I said before, I thought that these were just in interchangeable actions, but, but he's laying out um, something else. And, and, and so when I looked again, when I thought about this, um, something shifted for me, my understanding. I saw that what he was conveying in this asking, seeking, and knocking was something sequential and progressive. Um, it has a starting point, and it has a point of arrival. And, and why I say that is it's not an end point. There, there's, there's more to it, and I'll, I'll speak to that. But there's, there's this arrival that's happening, that happens. Um, and I think it's this dynamic journey of that quote unquote something more. So if you're feeling that, like, man, why why is this not doing anything for me anymore? Why is just just I mean, even if you're kind of in the midst of addiction, there's this desire for this to come or or in some hidden behavior, there's there really is this desire to be seen, for it to come to the light, for it to come out. So anyway. Uh, so, so I think there is this hunger. We all feel it. This, I, I like to, I like to use this word existential. There's this, there's this questioning of existence. There's this, what else is there that's out there? Um, so first, uh, I want to explain about need. Need is this inherent placement of want that exists within us, right? It, it, there's a gap within us, a hole, an emptiness, whatever you want to phrase it, that we, that we then feel. And, and that, that feeling is expressed through desire. Desire is a feeling uh, of, of, this, of this need. Um, it's, it's this tangible felt expression of it. And desire is this visceral arousal. And it indicates an emptiness that longs for fulfillment. Um, and so what, what, uh, what need is is this it's this necessary ache for satisfaction, for, for, for wholeness, for fulfillment. And, and if you, let's use the example for hunger or use the example of hunger. Um, you know, 
think about when you feel hungry, you there's this groaning that happens in your stomach. You know, it's this 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 like rippling, rumbling, however you want to, this vibration happening, even a sound. <laughs> if you've ever uh, sometimes it hits in awkward places when you're in quiet zones. Uh yeah. And you know, people are performing and your stomach's growling and you know, it's like, why can't that thing just shut the hell up? So um, but but this need for food, for stu- sustenance, is communicated through this rumbling, right? And, uh, and and then also if you go without food for longer stretches, then your body starts shaking now. Um, what we call like this feeling weakness. Um, and, and, and then our judgment becomes cloudy. And then we move in kind of this primitive state where we instinctually, without, without really forethought, uh, without really awareness... We, we kind of seek out anything that's going to cure this unfulfilled groan. I remember when I was talking to my therapist about uh, this dating experience, and I would bring up these experiences, and he he would say, "Man, you are so hungry, you were you were starving." And he said this. He said, "Think about when you're in a desert and you haven't had water. What are you going to do when you see water? Well, you're going to run to it and you're going to lap it up, right? You're going to you're going to just." suck it dry. You're not, you're not just going to taste it. And so he was likening that to the dating experiences. Like I have this, oh, this crazy intense need for intimacy for, for that, that, that bond with a woman. And that (laughs) when my, when a woman's in my sights there and I'm attracted to her and there's conversation, all of a sudden this just, the, the pedaling happens faster. And, and then I push conversation instead of it being fun and playful and lighthearted and enjoyment. And now it's like, you know, dense and heavy and are, you know, are you into me? You know, whether I, I, I blatantly ask that or I don't. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, like this is, this gets ignited in me. So, so that's similar to, to just feeling hunger for food. And so, uh, so anyway, but, but this need that I think Jesus is talking about and what I'm highlighting here is, is beyond just daily survival. It's beyond food. It's beyond a house. Um, it's, it's something greater. It's something more transformative and everything we do. I think we're, we're seeking out a, a deeper, richer, more satisfying connection in life. It's the thread in it all. And uh, we're looking for something that sees us and knows us and cares for us. We're looking for this mysterious, transcendent intimacy. Um, where We all are relentlessly searching for this. And, and, and I think that's such a beautiful thing. And it should never be shamed. Um, regardless of the path we find ourselves traveling, uh, there is this, there's something nudging us that says, come to me, basically. So Jesus starts out with this asking, and I call it the ignition, right? Um, it, it's, it's, I see it as the beginning, the starting point. This arousal of need is felt, and it's this sense of lack. Um, and this stirring, is, it's inevitable. We, 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 it's what communicates to us that we have, we have need this, and, and a desire for it to be fulfilled. And, and, and the whole person, all of us feels it. We sense it. We encounter it. We, especially around others. When we're around others, it gets drawn out. Um, we see what's in them, what they carry. We're drawn to someone else. That, that's sexuality, by the way, which I am, I am going, to, I'm going to rip that apart and really uncover that. Uh, so be prepared. 
Um, it's hopefully going to rock your world. But anyway, so, so, but we're drawn to someone because they have something that we long for, we desire, we want awoken in us. Um, I keep saying awoken. I don't know if that's a word. Awakened in us. And so, um, and so, yeah, when we're in community, when we're in relationship, some, something is awakened. But our understanding of it's fragmented, it's unclear. But, but an example is, say, men who encounter a beautiful woman. And then they become aroused in their, and sure, it could be an erection or, or just something gets aroused doesn't necessarily refer to that, but it could. Um, but there's this visceral f- feeling that happens of desire for a partner. Um, and that's, by the way, if you're, and I, I've, I've broken this down, but if you're married or in an intimate relationship and you're looking at pornography, um, what that is communicating if we can get out of this right and wrong, good and bad framework, which is which really gets us nowhere, um, it's important to look at why we're drawn to that. What what is it that we're looking for? What's missing? What are we not communicating? What are we not seeing in us uh, to bring to our partner to invite them into this? So, um, so anyway, so uh, I lost my train of thought. Back to men. Um, or they may even see maybe a father loving their son and they've never had that experience and they feel this painful longing for that. Um, it, it, it awakens something in them. They feel the sadness. They feel the hurt. And so, so we're, 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 we're drawn to that, you know, or, or, or even the want for a child to, to, to share that love to a son um, or women. You know, they may come upon a man who's tenderly loving his wife um, just arm around her, looking at her, listening to her, um, everything a woman desires. And, and it's stirring this need to experience this in their own lives. But, but regardless, this need, which is for connection, is instinctually triggered. And it leads to this asking, which is the response out of desire. Um, uh, and so asking indicates not having and the heart is turning towards and directing the lack towards something. So when we're asking, we're actually um, we're turning towards something, someone, and and we're we're bringing this to that person. We're saying saying I don't know. I I just feel this. I want this. I don't even know how to get this met. It's it's indicative of us not knowing this uncertainty, feeling the mystery imbued in the desire uh, of being fulfilled. But all we have is this this signal that tells us, ugh, man, I want this. Man, I want I, I want to be satisfied in this. I'm just, this is crazy. I, I just long for this so much. So that's the asking part. That's where we, uh, that's where we start. And so, uh, and, and, and then the asking then leads to seeking, right? So this is very different. This is not, this isn't, um... This isn't proposing a question. Seeking is is very interesting because he says, "Seek and you shall find." Right. Um, so I I call this part seeking, allowing the need to lead us. Um, you know, people say, "Well, you shouldn't let your feelings lead you," and all this stuff. And honestly, I think that's bullshit. I think I think our feelings are communicating some strong messages. Yeah, it doesn't mean we impulsively act off of them, but honestly, sometimes we're gonna do that. And and I think there's this beautiful margin, loving margin that allows us to see, oh yeah, guess it's not going to be met that way. So, but, so the seeking is, is unique. Um, 
So when we're asking, we're directing our lack towards someone, something, but someone, but, but seeking is more movement. I see this as a journey, a search. It's an odyssey into this need. What is this arousal communicating? Why do I feel this unrelentingly? Uh, it's clear that, that I think that this need is taking us somewhere. It's a constant presence. It doesn't turn off. It may get quieted for a moment, but it comes back up. And, and I think, you know, although it's, its intensity can ebb and flow, it, I think it burns continuously within us. So we're, we're, we're given this freedom and great margin to explore this need. I, I, I really believe that. And so this felt need is telling us something, but how does it get met? What are we truly hungering? Um, d- despite, you know, despite all I have added to my life, why is this relentlessness still in existence, Right. <laughs> Even though I get excited for the next thing and then I experience that, like, why? I went to um, a concert a couple weeks ago, one of my favorite bands, um, Fleet Foxes. And, you know, and I, it was just, oh, man, I wish I could just live that experience over and over again because they're just so profoundly, exquisitely, artfully amazing. And, and But I left, again... The emptiness came back. The restlessness came back. The desire, seeing like, man, I just want to, I want to operate, sort of in that way, um, you know, and where people are enjoying that. So, uh, so yeah. So there's this ex- this restlessness continues. But but how I frame this in, in question form is, could this need be drawing us to something greater than what we've constructed, or in, or have attempted to? enrich our lives with our lives with um you know the, the the greatest need is not it's not food or shelter although that's important it's really about connection there it's this thread that that is woven everything right i've i've said that before it's 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 a presence in everything becoming famous or rich or successful or being seen by others or married or developing friendships having children moving into and and pouring out of our passion it it still leaves room for this ache it doesn't satisfy it all of these actions i believe keep pointing us on they keep the arrow keeps flashing keep going keep going to something else um and we keep adding more Right, but the restlessness and the stirring grows when we add more. It's just a, it's a manifestation of this restlessness and stirring. And uh, I remember when I was sitting in my office one day, I had some clients cancel, and then I just canceled my men's therapy group that I lead because I think most of them weren't going to show up. And I just felt this emptiness. And out of that, I just thought, oh, okay, well. Um, like all this judgment came up because I, towards this restlessness where I'm not doing enough and I need to do more quote unquote Christian things and start a ministry and, you know, maybe, maybe invite my friends and do something. And I had to, I had to, I had to step back from that and come back to myself and just let that restlessness be there because I was putting so much judgment around it. But, but it's so, uh, it's, it's, it's just normal for us that when we feel unsettled and restless in our lives all of a sudden the mind starts creating things of okay what else what what more um and i this is all vital and necessary the 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 freedoms that we're given is is this attempt to meet 
and understand these needs. It's, it's, it's essential, I think, in moving towards. It's, we hit these walls, and nope, that's not it. We hit these walls, and nope, not that. That's not it, and that's not it. Which door is it going to be, right? We keep opening doors, and it's, you know, we step into them, and then, you know, and then, unfortunately, it, it doesn't pan out. Um, but this movement is is integral. I think it's dangerous when we cut ourselves off from that, from from seeking and hungering, because then it leads to atrophy, depression, and uh, and then we, you know, and then what happens then? Um, there's there's still this this desire to move towards something, um, but we're we're pushing it down. You know, we don't want to feel the pain that happens. When, when we experience the, the missing going on, the lack. Um, but this movement is really, really critical. And so regardless of what we add to our life, um, you know, the wrestling and toiling continues. We, we continue to struggle with this unknown, this mystery. You know, and we, we ask ourselves, like, why am I no longer satisfied? What once was exciting, it's, it's gone. It's impotent. Um, this discontentment permeates our soul. And so we feel, I think, a greater emptiness. It grows in, in the connection within our, um, in our relationships. So let me, let me say that again. Um, we feel a profound emptiness in the connection within our relationships. And I, I want to, I want to highlight here that I didn't say the person themselves but the space, the energy between us, something, something isn't there anymore. Something's missing. And this is where people um, will, they'll leave their spouse, they'll cut off friendships, um, you know, and I, this is, I'm just, this is more just relationally. I'm not talking about jobs or whatnot, but, um, but this is where this is hard that, and I've, I've experienced this. There was a, there was a time years ago where my group of friends that I've known for a long time, um, kind of since high school, great group of guys, so fun, so funny. We just laugh and stand in a circle in the middle of the street and just talk about the stupidest shit and, uh, and just belly laugh. Oh, I love it. But, but as the years kind of went on and I, I think I started to go through some healing and, and kind of endeavor into my heart, uh, I would leave these times together and I would just, I'd feel so sad and frustrated. You know, we'd watch a movie or we'd, we'd watch on YouTube some montage of, of guys doing the stupidest stunts and getting their nuts hit on something. And, and it just, I think the, the question that came from that is, oh, that's it. Like, what, or what? what? Like, what's going on? Why am I feeling this way? What, why, I, I want something richer than that. I want something more satisfying. So that's what I'm talking about. When we, we start to feel this emptiness, even within our relationships, but, but not the person itself, but the connection, something is, is there, there's a gap there. And so, um, you know, but, and we also, in this place of seeking, we also encounter what others are carrying or holding, the, the riches of their own lives, and how they're seen and praised and known, and how they're confident. And it only stirs up longing even more, and it even leads to envy, right? Like this more intense desire. 
um, what we see in others gets awakened in us. And so there's this growing awareness and shaping of our understanding of this need that I think that starts to happen. It's like, whoa, like when I was at the Flea Foxes concert, you know, being seen, uh, operating out of that passion and being seen and people being drawn to me, yeah, that's really important. Like, that's important for all of us. Um, in, in some shape or form, it just is not in the way that I think we craft it. But, uh, but when I was at that concert, it certainly ignited that need and, and it, it emphasized that. So, um, but, but saturated in this journey is, is this wandering, this, I call it this undulating endeavoring of trying to find out what is this desire telling me? What is it communicating? And so, um, and, and another thought I think to add to that is, um, is, is regarding the, the danger in seeking out these needs. It's not in the seeking, but I think it's when we, we hide and we stay in the hiding out of fear of wrath and judgment for the ways we have attempted to meet these needs. So it doesn't pan out and then we get afraid and then we judge ourselves and we think, Oh, how could I have done that? You know, we might get angry and, um, throw something towards somebody and then we feel shame about it. And, um, but that stops us from then looking at what our anger is communicating. This it's, it's this, passion of hurt and pain and it's trying to communicate that but if we if we feel shame we'll just go and apologize and say i shouldn't have done that and then we avoid looking at it and we avoid entering into more vulnerable places with that person and and with ourselves so so it's not in the seeking that's dangerous it's it's this hiding and then it creates compulsion and impulsive action and um, it takes thought and awareness and consciousness out of it um, so anyway, so I think we're allowed to step into the forbidden, but it's, but it's, I think we need to really move out of coming out of shame and hiding, which is why we open up to people and why it's so important that people are safe, um, because it's necessary for us to move towards this greater connection in humanity. So after that, then Jesus, uh, Jesus ends with this knocking, right? It's, it's, which I say it's the beginning of something more. It's not an end point. It's not the period. Because if you notice, um, he, he, when he finishes the sequence with the knocking, he, he then adds that the door will be opened to those that knock. So now, it's the path continues, right? But, you know, as always, I'm filled with, with inquisition here. What, like, what are we knocking? Like, whose door is this? What does the door symbolize? Is it, you know, is it metaphorical? Is it symbolic? You know, and if, if asking is starting the engine and, and, and seeking is pressing the gas um, and, and, and traveling, then what's knocking? If it doesn't indicate an ending, um, you know, or I started that in question form, actually. It doesn't indi- indicate an ending. It, it's a beginning to something. And so... And but Jesus is still communicating mystery, like what's on the other side of this door, and what who what what where when why how, uh, everything about this door. That and the the door is open, but then where does it go? It just seems to be another part of this journey, and the knocking appears to indicate some sort of arrival to some sort of place, but is it physical location, or is it symbolic, or is it both? I don't know. 
it's clear though that the individual has made it somewhere. And I believe that, that first off, that the, this continuous nagging of need and the restlessness is the fuel that leads us and guides us to this place. This wrestling and wondering are necessary elements to this arrival. But there's this blatant mystery surrounding knocking. And knocking indicates another action. We don't know what or who is behind this door. It's another vulnerable risk and stint of the journey of that need being met. I see this as this trumpeting need woven into us to be connected to this divine love. I'm, I'm kind of spelling out the mystery for you. I do believe that that's what it really is, that, that this hunger for more is to be connected to this divine love. And knocking hints at a place where Jesus would often highlight in his journey of unveiling true love and true humanity. And this place is what he calls the kingdom, or God's presence, or this divine communion. And it really is about stepping and becoming aware, stepping into and becoming aware of this presence. Um, uh, this is this is the connection I think we're truly longing for. It's why jobs and success and marriage and kids and and physical strength and beauty and all of that like it just ignites further restlessness and emptiness. It doesn't cure it, right? Fascinating. But but it but all of that is still pointing to this love beyond. And so Jesus says in verses. Before that, um, in the chapter before that, in, in Matthew six thirty three, he says to run after kingdom's realm. And that all this is going to be added to you. All this is going to be given. What you're trying to add to your life, this is going to be added to you. Without you having to force it. Whoa. So, we're running after the kingdom's realm, and then this, this but the seeking, it's characterized by wrestling. This running is characterized by wrestling and toiling and Restlessly endeavoring in the mystery of life. Why does it exist, this existential ache and longing? And so he says that the, the door will be open to those that knock. Those that arrive, I believe, know they have arrived. And that their needs are crying out for this. The one who welcomes and invites does so without hesitation. He opens the door. But the caveat is the seeking. We need to seek. The journey leads to this welcoming. Because the heart knows, whether we're conscious of it or not, the heart knows the presence that has always been and is always inviting, making this love known to all. This is where the satisfaction and fulfillment of our needs happens. I, 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 I'm so confident in that. That what that need is that we're trying, that we're so desperately attempting to satisfy, when we, are, when we eventually arrive at this presence, in this presence, where we see, we see God's love, this divine love everywhere, moving, stirring in us, talking to us, this voice within. It's, it's, this is where the satisfaction and fulfillment of our needs happens, by this other, by this, by this God, by this love. Um, so what this door opens to is still, it's laden with mystery. All I know on a personal note, is that my unfulfilled desires have led me here. In this, in the embarrassment and pain and, and wonderful experience of going through dating, um, and, and, and that's just a, a piece to this journey. There's been so much more, too. Um, it, it's, 
uh, it's led me here, but there's still this unknowing. I know that I'm in this presence. I see life so differently now. It's that's and it's being shaped and transformed by love. My scope of life is growing and changing and colored by love. I see people. Um, I mean, I kind of have often seen people that have been outcasted uh, by society. I've I've seen them. I think I've seen them differently. I've been able to see my own uh, connection to them, how I can relate to them. Um, even though I may not have acted out in those ways, I can still see the um, the humanity in them as well as me. This this relatedness, um, and it's it's been colored by this love. Uh, and I'm really going to share that. I'm going to break down everything. I mean, we're talking about anger. We're talking about domestic violence. We're talking about pedophilia. I mean, I'm going to share. I'm going to talk about all that stuff. Um. And so anyway, so so this beautiful unfolding has happened as I've as I've as I've sought as I've as I've asked as I've gotten to this place of knocking, of entering into this new way of living and seeing. Um, but I have I still have no clue when this woman's going to come into my life, how it's going to unfold. But I know I know that I needed to last year. I needed to go through a time of feeling intense hunger and going through pain of trying to meet those needs through desperate efforts. The defeat of such situations really, I think, beautifully led me to embrace feeling the restlessness, the sadness, the anger of my desire to be married. And when I I stopped my desperate attempts to nourish these needs, I began to hear this voice within them inviting me beckoning me, drawing me, right? I couldn't, it's, I know it's so strange. I don't want this to sound so ethereal um, and, and so nebulous, but, but I think when you start listening to that restlessness and paying attention to it, not trying to quiet it and, and stuff it, you'll start to see this stuff. You know, like, I don't watch much TV anymore. You know, I, I, I do at times, and I have my favorite shows, but like, but it hasn't been this forced, oh, I need to abstain from it and fast from it. It's been, no, I, it actually, the, the, the abstinence has come from turning to these emotions, connecting, wrestling, having angry conversations with God. Uh, yeah, just not turning off, just constantly staying turned on, not constantly, but making an effort to stay turned on. So embracing this has helped me to hear this voice that is leading me somewhere, and uh, and I believe it's this voice, this divine voice, this divine love that's leading me into something far more satisfying and enriching and pleasurable than I could ever manufacture. You know, some people ask, "Well, are you out there dating?" Uh, yeah, I'm on dating websites, and I have, <laughs> I've, I have, I've invited women into conversation, and nothing. And, uh, and then even some of the women that I have interacted with, they're dating someone and, and they're still beautiful interactions and it's really neat. But yeah, it also sucks at the same time. It's, it's shitty that, you know, I, I'm, I'm still longing and, and yet I know in my heart, like I can't force this cause I've already gone down that path. I've learned from that experience that forcing something has pushed someone away. So, uh, so in the search I've begun to see a different humanity and a true love. And God has become this lover, teaching me the rules and ways of loving, seeing the depths of other pain, and enjoying those around me, and moving in more vulnerable ways. 
And who knew, really, who knew that my asking would lead to this, to this presence? Pretty amazing. And my people who are listening, again, I say this, but may you listen to that nudge, that nagging. Don't don't push down that asking. Don't push down that anger. Don't push down that frustration. Bring it all up. Bring it to the surface. Bring it to people that you feel safe with. And really, bring it to God, to this mystery, this being, this love, this this divine flow and communion that I'm talking about. Bring it. Bring it to Him. Really. Don't turn it off. Um, so... Yeah, so may you may you embrace that and move in that and that and that you begin to hear that voice that leads you into something greater and something more satisfying and those needs being fulfilled. All right, y'all. I said y'all. Ugh. Anyway, till next time.